Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Sinead Gilbert and and I am Kiara Sinead and we're your hosts for Girl Talk That Heals. Heals. Our topic for today, another great topic, you guys. I mean, we're never yes. gonna we're never gonna grow old saying that, but this <laughs> this is dealing with. Um, <laughs> we're we're talking today about our new normal, our new normal dealing with our social life, our personal life, our career. I mean, all around, you know, yeah. we've had to adjust and become flexible um, to how we um, once knew what has now gone out the window. So we just, mm-hmm. can't, you know, uh, come and give someone a hug at work or a friend a hug or a relative a hug, um, sort of, you know, sort of speak. We can't um, be within three feet. Now it has to be six feet. If not more, right. now we have to have masks, you know, when we go out and go into different establishments and things of that nature. So this is going to be a, another good talk. Um, I'm sure uh, both both of us have experienced um, some adjustment and some mm, mm-hmm. taking some time to get used to certain things. And we probably um, know of other family members and friends who have adjusted well and some have not adjusted right um you know like everything else it takes time and it's also giving people space to not be okay and to not minimize the severity of our circumstances because a lot of assumptions are being made during this um time especially when it comes to stay at home you kind of assume that everyone lives in a safe space meaning they're they have food you know, they have lights, they have heat and air, they have family members who love them. We just assume when we tell people to stay at home, that it's safe at home. But that's not everyone's that reality. So, so I think the the one of the outcomes of today's show is to give people the freedom to not be okay with what's going on or the freedom to express that they're not okay. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, sometimes we look at what's going on and we actually say, good grief, COVID. <laughs> but you brought up but a it's, good it's, point because I, for one, I never thought of no one's space not being safe. That that okay. has not crossed my mind. Not for mm-hmm. adults, for kids, for our students, yes, but not for adults. Hmm, right. And point. you just assume people are happy at home. Yes, you may be. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be an unsafe environment. It could just be that, you know, after a week or two, 
I'm, I'm over it. It's time to get out. You know, we have things that we used to enjoy that we can no longer enjoy. And there's some anxiety. It's not, um, for me personally, it's not as bad now as it was um, when we when we initially started the lockdown. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first mm-hmm. time I took a trip out, you can feel the gloominess in the air. Like my spirit mm-hmm. was, I mean, became saddened just from being outside. You can feel it. When you see people, you can see the anxiety and the fear in their eyes. It was just a very um, unpleasant experience for me personally. And I actually didn't go out back out for a couple of weeks because I didn't want to encounter that energy that mm-hmm. I was experiencing when I was out. So it's re it's, it's, it's not a pleasant feeling. And I think it's important for us to give people space to say that. Yeah, that is true. I felt a sense and still feel a sense of eeriness. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first, when we were first, uh, when the first, when the um, first lockdown was first initiated, uh, I went out, um, I think the week of, I think it was supposed to be initiated that Friday. And I went out like Wednesday and Thursday and just the panic. I've never, even Mm -hmm. during hurricane and storms, there's never been a panic like this. You know, the panic went, you know, stuff started, it was just surreal to see the shelves bare to see mm-hmm. no for towels, no toilet tissue, meat is gone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess I don't know if I was in La La Land, but I was like, oh, man, this is scary. To me, I was like, this is like I'm watching a movie. A movie, you know? definitely. now, yeah. you, you know, you went from stocking up because, okay, yeah, you had the ones that do the price gouging and things of that nature. But when you go from being able to get two, three packs of things, now you're being limited to one. When you get to rationing, rationing things out, that's like, oh, no, that's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, so I felt the sense of, um, it was like I was in a movie. I was trapped inside yeah, of that, a movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There was, um, you know, when they showed on the news, there was no traffic on 75, um, you know, the Grady Curve, and they showed different spots in different cities, and I'm like, man, nobody was, nobody nah, was out. Yeah. And I'm like, man, oh, man. And, and I just said to God yesterday while I was driving, I said, God, are we really in a pandemic? Like, is mm. this for real? You mm. know, it's just, it's just different. I, I yeah. I was like, man, this is like, I said, God, I don't, I'm thankful for my life, but I don't like mm-hmm. this. No. You and know, I think I, it's, I like it's good that we're having this discussion now because as the world and our country and our different states and cities begin to slowly open up, now we're faced with the decision of should I leave? You know, where should I go? When I go places, right. will I feel comfortable? So it actually opens right. us up to a new kind of anxiety because now we're, we're fearful of if we're going to make the right decision. Like, is now is right. now a good time for me to go? Because, like, I went to, when I first started, occasionally, because one thing that we adopted that I think is probably going to last after the pandemic is um, online grocery orders changed mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'll ever go back to going to um, really? grocery shops frequently. Yeah, I don't think I will. I think that's one thing that oh, I'm going to wow. keep. Yeah. 
So I even to going to the grocery see, I like store, to feel oh, I my, love it. I like to feel my fruit. I like to feel my grapefruit and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why I go in to actually when I, I pick certain fruits. Well, I mean, I buy certain fruit, but I like to touch it and feel it if it's firm enough or if it's mm-hmm. a little ripe here and there. But I've seen that. I, I almost tried it, but I backed up out of it. My, my, oh, really? my stepmother does it a lot. She does. Uh-huh. Uh, she orders online a whole lot. So I may try that. It's just that with the fruit, I'm, you certain know, things. I may just exclude. Yeah, just with certain things, I may try it with. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that works, and that's actually that's the few times that I did go into the store. That was why because I needed to get something that I couldn't necessarily trust someone else to get. Right. And that and mm-hmm. I can see how that experience now is different. The the grocery stores three week or I'll say maybe six weeks ago are a lot different than the grocery stores today because I actually had to go this morning, and everyone's still I did see some people with masks, but. People were a little more comfortable. People were more friendly. Right. People talked more. Whereas six weeks ago, no one was talking, no eye contact. Um, one of the things that makes me uncomfortable now wearing a mask is that you can't, or for me, it's hard to read people's um, body language because now I can't see your mm-hmm. smile. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. even having conversations. My son brought it up to us um, when we were talking and we both were out and we both had on masks. And he was like, Mommy, can you tell that I'm smiling? And I couldn't. Oh. So he, he actually said, look wow. at my eyes. Can you tell that I'm smiling? So, you know, we played this little game, but it was true. And in that moment, I actually missed seeing people smile. Wow. And it, it, it hit me. I was like, man, maybe that was it. You know, in that moment, I actually missed seeing people smile. So I was, it wasn't as enjoyable, something that I actually used to enjoy. My, my um, stroll through Target, you know, going mm-hmm. grocery shopping was my, was a part of my me time. So, you know, that's how mm-hmm. I got away from my family. It was my time to be alone, mm-hmm. but it was those mm-hmm. that, um, that silent interaction that you have with people from their facial expressions or a head nod, all of that is gone now. So it makes the, the experience not pleasurable anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, in my experiences, I've been, I go to the grocery store once a week and I went yesterday I went to Costco today, and I went to the grocery store yesterday. And so, you know me, this uh, the cashier was trying to speak through her mask. And I was like, what did you say? With my head all to the picture glass. <laughs> what did you say? And she, she ended up pulling her mask down just a little bit um, so that she can, so, so that her words will be clear. Because I, mm-hmm. like you, I couldn't understand a word she was saying. And so, right. um. That's one of the things I, I, they're very cordial in public. So I, I could hear um, her in the uh, bag, um, little bag boy speak through their mask or what have you. But you're right. You can't tell if someone is smiling unless their um, mask is a little down under, you know, under their mm-hmm. mouth, which defeats the purpose. But you can't. You can't. Right. You can't read. And, and, they, and I do sense a little bit more. Um, not being lax, but comfortability with it. Um, they lifted the limit limitation with water. <laughs> oh, really? Limitation with water. Mm-hmm. So I I got a whole bunch of uh, gallons of water because um, you know I was limited down to one, but now they lifted that um, off, so you could get as much water as you um, would like now. But is there still a limit on toilet tissue and uh, paper towels? So. Um, These are a lot of those practical things that we do, and we it may seem insignificant 
six months ago, you know, when we were doing it, but we can't minimize the impact that it may have to no longer be able to do those things. And in our case, I think we may be talking about a little, although practical, they are somewhat simplistic, but there are people who are missing major milestones, like their kids' mm-hmm. graduations. Um, mm-hmm. we're, missing, we're missing church. You know, you can't minimize the the, the feeling that we have when we're able to gather together and worship and you're able to feel That's people's true. spirit, you know, so there's a, there's an absence of that, you know, we're missing birthday milestone, birthday celebrations and mm-hmm. vacations. And true. we can't minimize the impact that that have that has on people. And for many, it brings on feelings of grief. Yeah, especially we, when it's reduced to a zoom meeting, who wants to have yes, a celebration reduced yes. to a zoom <laughs> I was like, yes. oh, no, no, yes. Jesus, no. And then I just saw um, earlier on the news where, what's his name? He's married to um, the actress, but he was a judge on American Idol. He held the outdoor concert, like a drive-in concert, and cars, I don't know if they had to pay, but he, mm-hmm. he set up a stage in this big open area, and they put markers in this big open field where cars were parked six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And he put on a concert. Really? So I've been hearing. Mm-hmm, I've been hearing a lot that that's going to be the new normal for concerts um, now. And some churches are already doing that in their parking lot, mm-hmm. having outdoor service. I was like, God, really? This yeah, is what I mean, I think that's have been reduced. Yeah. I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. say it's been reduced. I think what's happening is just changing. That's why I I've shied away from saying going back to my normal or what things used to be because I honestly think things have changed forever. I think going forward, our world will look different. How we interact with each other will look different. Our relationship will look different. True enough. And I think a lot of the changes... We won't ever go back. No. And I think some of the changes that are taking place we can adapt to and we may eventually, because of course, anytime that there's a, a major change, there's some resistance because I've been doing it this way for the last 20 years. I liked it. Uh-huh. So why should it change? We're being forced to change things. We're being forced to make new traditions. And some of those traditions we may learn are actually better, or we may learn to like them or love them. Uh-huh. And then it becomes the a time. better, right. It becomes a better option than what it used to be. So I think we're going to see a lot of that, especially when it comes to a lot of our uh, mass gatherings and how we do birthdays. And because my very first Zoom birthday, actually, it was my own, I think. No, I think I did one before mine. But when I first started doing Zoom birthday celebrations, I didn't like it because I'm like, okay, this is Mm -hmm. boring. It's not the same. You know, I'm a hugger. Mm -hmm. So I need to Mm -hmm. see people. I need to feel people. But now I... You know, fast forward a few weeks, I went to one maybe two weeks ago, and it was like the best party I'd have had all quarantine. <laughs> so I'm really? like, okay, this, yeah, I really had a good time. I did. So I don't know if it's because I'm settling into, okay, this may be the way that it is, or for me personally, someone who's always late, who, you know, will decide at the last minute, <laughs> nah, I really don't want to go. It removed a lot of those obstacles that I used to encounter, what to wear. You know, if mm-hmm. I go there and I'll drink, how will I get back home? I didn't have to worry about that because I, I mean, I had like six, seven shots during the call. So it's like, uh-huh. it's, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> 
It was the cutest thing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this. Just this is really off subject, but someone may want to do this. So it was a birthday celebration. And what the birthday girl did, she did, it was a quiz. Well, what you call it? A t- trivia. That's what it is, trivia. So she had these trivia questions about herself. So things that you should know, you may not know, you might want to know, whatever it is. So if you guessed the answer, you had to take a shot. So it was a great way to now get to know the birthday host. And it was a great shot game. So that's what we did. So if anyone wants to use that idea, I think it's great. You're free to use it. Okay. Okay. And and that's how I ended up taking six, seven shots. So yes. But um it was a it was Wait. a different experience. Uh-huh. But it was a different experience and it was creating a a pleasant or what would have been our normal fun. We recreated it. We got creative. Um, you know, and I think that we're gonna see a lot of that. People just have to, you know, become a little more innovative with how we celebrate uh-huh. each other or how we, you know, mark certain milestones in our lives. And we have to move forward uh-huh. that way. And what happened on that particular celebration, there were people there because now we're all we're all from all over the country. So now you're you're able to invite people who normally would not have been able to attend. So sometimes it's mm-hmm. just changing your perspective that actually helps. True. Yeah. True. True. When I say reduce, I mean it has been in a way minimized as far as as far as being able to be around one another. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Zoom is bad. That is another way to reach out to those all around the world. Um, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, my family, my family just had one um, on my mom's side. We that family, now that family gets together and they already mm-hmm. do a party. Like uh, everybody had a party once a month, okay? And my grandmother's house. <laughs> so my uncle, who girl for real, that's a partying family. So um, my uncle who pastors in Dania, Florida, uh. He sent out a blast text to the family and say, hey, Tuesday night at 8, this is the link. Oh, my gosh. You would have thought my aunts were in heaven. They were so elated <laughs> to see all the nieces, the nephews, their own children. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was about, um, it was about 35 of us on Zoom. And wow. um, he, he, told, he let everybody talk for the first 10. He said, okay. Now I have control. I am muting everybody. This is what we're going to do. So he explained um, that because um, we don't know how travel is going to look because, you know, that they're in Sarasota. Well, my my family is Florida-based, so um, the bulk of them are in Sarasota. So he was like, okay, this is a time for um, we come together once a month. You're going to forward any celebrations, accolades, or what have you that you want us to um, um, present for them to Aunt Kathy. Um, this is what's coming up, blah, 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 blah. So it was like, okay, this is what's going on. Um, this is what you need to be aware of. And the, this is who needs to be celebrated um, because they're graduating. We have a few graduates in the family this year. So I thought that was a neat idea. So my aunts, mm-hmm. you know, my aunts know no stranger. They loud. They taking over. We should have been doing this. And who? I'm <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And so, yeah. So I, I thought that was a good way for the family to stay connected and not isolated because a lot of people, some people have have committed suicide 
because yes. of the isolation. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's a lot. Some people have it's already committed suicide, you know, uh, being mm-hmm. that, because they feel like they're alone. And the anxiety, yes. I guess, got the best of them. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. It really is oh a lot. Goodness. What what is currently going on is a lot, and I think what actually you know compounds it and makes it even worse is that most of us have absolutely no idea what the future is going to look like. Well, I gonna say most, but all so of true. us, none of us actually know what so what what things will look like. You know, six months, a year from now. So you can't. It's hard to even visualize what your future mm-hmm. will look like. It's hard to plan. It's hard to search for jobs because you don't know if you're searching mm-hmm. for a job that may not exist six months from now, or you may work for a company that's about to file for bankruptcy. So there's so much uncertainty mm-hmm. around the future till it makes it extremely difficult to do many that things so that, that probably were easier for us to do a year ago. That is so true. And look at the students, the students, are having anxiety because they miss their friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they miss their friends. Some miss their teachers. The younger ones do, not so much the older ones. But yes. um, they miss their friends or just being in a social environment. So I asked them mm-hmm. online when I would meet with them online, I say, which do you prefer? And a few of them said, I like online better because I get my work done. I said, versus being face-to-face, I said, just to tell you the truth, some that were failing, did their work offline. Really? I was, just blown. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wow, this is what it took? You know? And so he was like, yeah, I get my work done. He said, see, it's a lot of distractions at school. I said, so mm-hmm. you would just rather take your zero? He was like, <laughs> uh, not really, but that's what ends up happening. I said, yeah, because you know I give zeros and keep it moving. I can't force uh-huh. you to do work. He said, well, it's a lot of distractions at school, so, yeah, online is better for me. My girls hated it, but mm-hmm. my three of my boys, eighth-grade boys, loved it. Really? Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see how that happens. I can, I, can, I can definitely see that. And I wonder how many kids might have some social anxiety when it comes to going mm-hmm. to school, you know, being in a crowd or, you know, being in the classroom, so being afraid to speak. I'm anxious to see how this all works because we don't know if we're going to actually start in the fall, but should we go back into the building? I am so anxious to see how in the world you are going to practice social distancing in a school. Yeah. Cafeteria. I don't see how. I could see not being, I could see not eating in the cafeteria, but or in the classroom, there is no Uh way we could practice social distancing in the classroom because they're not big enough. No way. Right, and most of them are probably already crowded, so, yeah. They're overcrowded. Tell me, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, overcrowded. So I'm very anxious to see. I know the superintendents, they're earning their pay now because they, they really have to put their heads together. And be like, okay, what mm-hmm. are you doing? What do you think about this? Because you can't walk it in the hallway. Okay, yes, there's going to be some type of um, some type of system you could develop there. Classroom? No way. Unless unless they have a certain amount of classes outside. But, I mean, that's still pushing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing with the kids, out. With, with what they're missing, is they actually didn't get to say goodbye. You know, school ended very abruptly for That is for so us. true. That is so, so with true. You, for your kids that are going from middle, I mean, from elementary to middle school or middle school to high school, those, 
um, high school and college graduates, they didn't they didn't mm-hmm. have the opportunity to say goodbye. So a lot of their grief may be attached to the fact that I never got to, to that closure or I never got to hug my friends goodbye or, you know, get everyone's phone number. We're kind of assuming that they'll be able to, to get in contact with each other, which they probably can these days. But, um, you know, that's again, that's one of those another one of those assumptions that we made. And we we like we actually call it disenfranchised grief where you try to invalidate people's grief. Oh, no, nah, you shouldn't feel mm-hmm. bad about that. Or it wasn't that important. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say goodbye. You know, in middle school, you'll see them in high school. You don't need to say goodbye, you know, in right. high school. Oh, you'll see them in college. You'll see them on spring break. You're making a huge assumption, right? Or you're right, taking right. away from that experience that we all can. We all can. I remember leaving um, high school. I remember that feeling that you felt, you know, that feeling of accomplishment and, mm-hmm. you know, making a visual um, picture of the people that were around you. Mm-hmm. I remember all of those things. So these kids lost that moment. So that grief, right. I have a friend who, who her only daughter, who she was an amazing mother to, she's been waiting for the last 18 years for her graduation. It's not happening. Right. And that's her only child. So there is no, oh, you'll get to experience it with the next one. No, she didn't have a prom. She didn't get to have her cotillion. So she missed out on all of these firsts that were important to her. So who are we to say, nah, don't worry about it. You'll be okay. Right. Or whatever you come up with. Even even with um, graduations, I know APS is having their virtual graduations this week, but um, Mm -hmm. some of the other schools and colleges, you know, had their virtual graduations, and I've seen I've seen on IG with some family members through their own graduation. Yes, in the driveway. Yes. That was, uh-huh. I was like, come on now. I know that we right. get creative, right? That's what we do. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm actually going to two oh my this goodness. week. I'm going to two graduations this week. One is, I think, in a parking lot. The other one is like a parade. But and both of them normally I would not have attended either one of these graduations. But because I understand really? the time, I nah, I probably wouldn't have. But um, because I under I really, <laughs> but it's more convenient now. Of course, one because I'm stuck at home. But it's more convenient, and then it's. It's something quick and easy, you know. It's it's just a different experience, and I'm 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 excited it about it. I'm excited about mm. including my little one, and yeah. So I think it's just recreating what is tradition for all of us is what's happening now. That yeah. and and even funerals are drive-bys now. Mm. You know, yeah. the, I don't like that part because it's like you're rushing the experience of um, someone's home going service. So mm-hmm. yeah, even with my, um, when my stepbrother passed away, there were only 12 people allowed. Um, and you set every four to five chairs, my dad said, or what happened. Wow. Um, and um, yeah. So but, that entire grieving process of hugging people at the, or the, the bereavement process at the right. funeral, of uh-uh. hugging people, none of that. Right. Mm. Yeah. Nope. Everybody, and he said it. He said, no one hugs. You gave a high. You raised your hand and say hi, or you nodded. No one. And I'm like, man. You know, it's like you're taking the, um, not empathy out, but the, the, what emotion describes when you want to show, what well, compassion is it? You're yeah, that's compassion. compassion out, like, of our everyday. It's like compassion is like kind of being 
move to the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or because the value in human it. interaction. Yeah, because I think that's one of the reasons I'm a hugger is that when I hug people, I can feel their energy, one. Mm. And I just I just feel a different type of intimacy and, and not intimacy in a romantic um, way. Right, but right. just the intimacy of that moment is different than a wave or a nod. So I can't imagine losing a family member. And actually, this is one of the first thoughts that I had when we brought up today's topic is I saw two funerals. Yeah. I I virtually attended two funerals over the weekend. Again, neither yeah. one that I would have normally attended. And I was so taken back by the need to wear masks. It it changed the entire mood of the service. The mm-hmm. see people up speaking with masks on and or carrying the casket with masks on. I'm like it removed I think the intimacy of that moment or why a lot of us valued attending funerals is so that you can hug your family members or, you know, when you cry, you have someone that's there to wipe your tears. There's none of that. You can't comfort comfort anybody. So that entire funeral experience can be very isolating for someone. So again, you're not just grieving your loved one, Mm -hmm. you're grieving Mm -hmm. the opportunity to say goodbye because now it's been taken away from you. Right. Yeah. Right. This is good stuff. So let's take a quick break. Girl, see you six thirty. Okay, let's take a quick, let's take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to continue this discussion where we can um, talk a little more about some of the ways that the grief associated with the pandemic or any type of crisis may show up in your life. So we'll be right back after this quick break.
Hey, hey, we're back, and you're listening to the Good Grief Girl Show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Karen and I have been discussing um, our new normal uh, and the grief that um, may be tied to our social life, our career life, our personal life, and just um, our life as a whole. So, mm-hmm. again, I uh, hope you're tuning in. Um, Kira, you stated... You stated that you will be attending two graduations um, yes, this two weekend. Yes, two graduations this week. Actually, there's, I think they're during the week. Well, I think one's Thursday, oh, one's okay. Saturday. But, yes, two, gra- two graduations this week. And it's just it's a part of our daily lives or our what used to be tradition that has changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure mm-hmm. my experience as a spectator is a lot different than the parents who, you know, have been looking forward to it. Because I can't imagine my only son graduating and me having to recreate, I don't know, his graduation. I'm sure I could if I tried. Oh, oh, I'm no. sure I could. <laughs> you will. I know you Girl, don't get me started, Mama Please, stop. I mean, I'm sure I will rise to the occasion, but I can, mm-hmm. I can sympathize with the person who has yes. waited you know, their child's entire life for this moment. Of course, we visualize what that's going to look like, right. how we're going to act in the auditorium, um, how they're going to have to right. shut me up because I'm screaming too loud. That's how I right. imagine my son's graduation to be. So to have mm-hmm. that, you know, swept away is can can bring on feelings of grief. Now, I have seen a few graduation get-togethers. Um, one student attended Westlake, and she had a few friends over, and I do mean a few, just based on the pictures that I saw. Um, and then Candy just had a birthday party the other day where she invited a few friends. So I think she held that in the parking lot of her office space. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, hers was called a mask party. So um, I guess they provided masks for you. I know her assistant, Don Juan, has a little mask line out. So um, from the pictures that I saw, that was a the theme of her party, the mask party or something, bring your mask mm-hmm. on or take something. And so she celebrated in the parking lot. She had stuff and repeats and DJ and everything. Oh, and really? Her, um, yes. And her um, parking, in the parking lot of her office space. So I think some people um, have the drive-bys where people can honk their horn and give mm-hmm. their congratulations and, um, you know, give their gifts. And then some people are limiting to um, family, a few family and a few friends to come and um, do a little social gathering because I think you can't have no more than 10 people or is it 20 now? I think, well, it was 10. I don't know if that number has changed, but it was 10. Okay. So, yeah. So those there are some doing the 10. Um, 10 or less gathering. There's some that's doing the drive-through, drive-by, and then there's some doing the virtual. So mm-hmm. that's what I, I – but that's the part I would have to get used to. Yeah, those I'm are like, major adjust, adjustments. And, and we, yeah. that, I think this it'll be an ongoing process where we have to make those adjustments to our daily lives because grief and loss mm-hmm. can change almost every aspect of our daily routine. Let's say you were dating prior to this. Now dating has changed for you. How you meet oh my people, how you go on do, dates, you know. Do you know those things have I changed? Have come across, I've come across two different uh, individuals that are doing uh, virtual speed dating. 
Really? Oh, that sounds like fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Virtual hmm. speed dating. And then they said that the online dating has, like, quadrupled because mm-hmm. people can't really go out in social um, social places to meet anyone. So I can see that, though. That, that makes sense. But the speed dating, the virtual speed dating, um, there's two. One with um, Erica Campbell's sister Google and mm-hmm. two Stacy J. Stacy J does it as does it as well. I even I um sent it to the, um Dr. G say, Hey, check this out. You'll be a great mm-hmm. guest on this show because she has it where um uh Stacy it's like four people on the page. Stacy J is like the host and this this the girl who's who's seeking um the date I guess and she has two men and I guess Stacy J is posing questions as is the um, mm-hmm. woman who, who wants to date. So I was like, this is a neat idea. That is a good idea. See, that's how we become creative in times of crisis. I I cannot take that away of us as human, the the human spirits. We have really have that ability to rise to the occasion. We really do. Even in losing mm-hmm. our jobs, when you lose your job, during this time. So we assume everyone is okay with this work from home order. Okay. But if you've lost your job, that means that routine, seeing people every morning, whatever your morning routine was, now that's gone. You have Mm -hmm. people who thrived on that. Some of us thrive, you know, off routine. Some of us thrive in the workplace, being able to see people. Now that's been taken um... away. That is so true. That's so true because when I went to clean out my room, classroom last week, and one of Miss Brown is a one of the vets at the school. She's been teaching like forty years, literally plus. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I just don't like this. I don't like <laughs> you one bit. I can't see you all." I mean, she was just going on and on and on and on and on and on. on. Me, on the other hand, you know, I'm in my element. However, uh-huh. I do miss. Joking around with the custodial staff, um, my neighbor who was next door, or um, the kids making me laugh or something they said to somebody or just did. I do miss that stuff, um, but I learned how to adjust because I had already been in this type of environment. Mm-hmm. How everybody can't work in an isolated environment. First of all, you got to be disciplined. Right. And two, you some people do want to be around others in the workspace. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just a, you may not even speak to the person, but you just know that they're there. So they're there. You can feel their presence. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 So, yeah. yeah. It also can affect our because um, this is an interesting one. It can, it can affect our identity. Despite how we may feel by associating ourselves with things or titles, for many people, that was their identity. So if you were, I don't know, the person who showed up first in the office, right? So Mm -hmm. I I remember being in in corporate America, we loved the person that was first in the office. This was probably before um, Keurig, but the person that started the coffee, you know, turned on all the lights. So if you have that, if you have that role, you know, that even in your family, you have a role. If let's say you were the party planner for your family. Mm -hmm. Now, now planning the party is a little different. If you were the person who brought snacks to your kid's class, now you, right. you can no longer do that. If you were the teen mom, that's no longer a role that you can play, at least not right. in the traditional sense. So now we're being forced to recreate our identities 
one, evaluate that is if so it's true. That is so true. But you know what? Yeah. That goes um, for the same for athletes because you have mm-hmm. some playing. They don't even have fans in there. They're playing yes. in an empty stadium. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you know, the fans, that's what gets them hyped up. And right. Get that you need that energy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been thinking about the athletes lately. I say I wonder how they're coping. Um, you know, not knowing how their future is going to play out either, because they don't—they mm-hmm. don't know soccer. I know soccer has been playing in front of an empty stadium, and I think baseball that did a few games here recently in an empty stadium as well. They're still working out football. I know. Um, a couple of NBA facilities have opened up for them to practice, and I do mean a couple. Um, Atlanta hasn't followed suit yet, but um, they don't know. NBA and NFL don't know the future, um, how how they're going to do this as well. Like, how are you going to have them out there playing with a mask on? They're going to fall out, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't damn near breathe with the mask on walking normal. So, um, I don't know. Like, all yeah. of this is like, you know, it's a work in progress, but it will also help if the government um, provided some gave leadership. a little bit more detail. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, I, I they're, think they, the, I know the lack of know. leadership. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, okay, this, pan- this stuff is still escalating, and we don't even have the um, – the factual numbers that are being presented for people who are dying every day. Mm-hmm. You know? And, so, beca- yeah. and because there is no real leadership, like you can be the leader in your home. I can account for my family. I can account for mm-hmm. the people that I communicate with, you know, as far as getting them to be safe and, you know, making wise decisions, but I can't control everyone in my city or my county or my, even my, my community. So that's where leadership comes into play, where it makes sure that we're all not just accountable for ourselves, but we're accountable for our neighbors. You need to be concerned about mm-hmm. your neighbor because their health right. affects your health. And I don't think right. we, we, we tend to look at things that in that way. We tend to think that, you know, my four walls is it. I'm concerned about my my four walls, but you need to be concerned about your neighbor because what happens to them right. ultimately does impact you. Whether you feel it directly or indirectly, it will impact you. True enough. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's one of the ways that we have to reconstruct our relationships because even for us and our girlfriend group, I miss, you know, I look forward to our meetings, you know, when we get to see each other because you, I need those hugs. I need to feel my girls. I need to unwind for a few hours, you know, having Mm -hmm. those relationships and that downtime, I miss that. That's something that was important to me. So trying to find a replacement is hard or trying to recreate that same feeling over the phone or via video chat is challenging. So right. imagine romantic relationships or, you know, mother-daughter relationships, our work relationships, again, the kids at school, you know, all these relationships that we have, or even like you brought up earlier, trips to the grocery store where you used to be able to chat with your cashier. Now, I remember one year I, I convinced my cashier to go out and vote because she so, you know, Uh-oh. just having those kind of conversations matter. 
Hello? True. You went out for a second. Yes, but having those kind of conversations matter. Yes, but having those kind of conversations matter and those relationships and, and how we build relationships is starting to change. And we have to get creative in that area. So I need you and my friends to come up with something because, yeah. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, this is something. I'm like, man, this is going to be so by the time Keegan gets to middle school. <laughs> it'll all be figured out by then. No, I was going to You think it'll be in the book by middle school? By the time he reached middle school or high school, because think about it, some, um, some, okay, so we don't even have, um, most schools don't even use textbooks anymore. We, we do. We have Springboard, and I forget what um, publishing company social study uses, but I need to ask my coworker, how often do they update the social study um, mm-hmm. book? I'm thinking by the time he gets to high school, he should see this in there. I'm thinking. Probably so, if, and to your point, because a lot obsolete. of Yeah. I mean, but to your point, a lot of it is online, so that means the information can get out faster versus the printed version. That is true. That is true. Yeah, because so he, he probably will get to read it mm-hmm. I know I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I definitely looking am forward looking to- forward to the, I'm looking forward to the case studies on this pandemic oh, and how we sense. responded, you know, what really went on in people's homes. I'm interested in hearing about domestic violence and how that was impacted, child neglect. Those are some of the the areas that I don't think we're talking about that I'm interested in seeing. It's that the the silent crisis that I think is taking place simultaneously. That's that's what we're going to find out about years from now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. So let's take one more quick break. And then when we come back, we'll wrap this discussion up where we're talking about COVID-19, calling it for what it is, (laughs) respecting its place in our lives. We're not we're not giving it control, but we are going to respect the role that it's having in our lives. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion on good grief. COVID. So stay tuned. You're tuned in to the Good Grief Girl Show here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right
the Good Grief Girl talk show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, before we went to break, here and I have just been having great dialogue with um, the flexibility and the adjustment period of milestones, such as great uh, graduations, birthdays, um, what else, um, occasions like funerals, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. Uh, weddings. <laughs> yes, uh, weddings. You know what, that's what <laughs> I meant to bring up, weddings. You know, I've seen uh-huh. a few people have um, tied the knot online. Mm-hmm. There's a husband yep. and wife team that has um there's a husband and wife team here in Atlanta, by the way. Um, they're ministers and um you log on, you you pay for it, I guess you gotta book your date or whatever, and they come on and they perform the wedding ceremony um online. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. We have a friend mm-hmm. that was scheduled to be married excuse me, next month. It's scheduled for June and my husband is the um groomsman and mm-hmm. of course they had beautiful wedding plans. It was somewhat of a destination wedding. Um mm-hmm. and he asked he's you know he's been taking a poll on, you know, seeing how everyone feels about getting out, you know, are they still willing to come? And that's one of those things where it becomes are you are you going to force the tradition or are you going to come up with a new way to achieve what it what it was that you were trying to achieve originally and I think that's the Mm -hmm. challenge that we all will face individually is making that decision do I force tradition or do I come up with the new solution Mm. and I think many to your point I think many have come up with new solutions Mm -hmm. Uh, I think many have really become innovative and come up with new solutions you know like this pandemic will not rain on my parade. You know, right. I'm going to be celebrated. I'm going to have this wedding, mm-hmm. um, you know, through sun, snow, whatever. I'm going to have whatever. So I think yep. it caused people to become innovative, not just for uh, celebrations, but working on yourself as well. Some people are learning new skills, such as mm-hmm. me. Some people are learning you know, how to cook. <laughs> Ooh, I saw, yeah, I saw one, one of my friends. She, she said, "I've learned how to cook." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So it's, it's and I, and I've heard some rappers say, the a lot of um actors and actresses say that um they were on the go so much, so they started looking around the house and noticed some things need to be taken care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's causing you to sit still. So there yes. is a positive side to this because yes. sometimes you get we like we're routine. We're routine humans are getting routine till you lose focus of home sometimes. You use you lose focus of yourself. You just mm-hmm. trying to make your money and, and and go to new levels in your career but you sometimes you just lose focus of what really matters, and that's that's just simply being. That's you. Yes. You. Yes. Take time for you. Yes. yes. What you said actually hits it on the head for me. That's what has given my spirit peace during this time, and and me acknowledging that this experience is God allowed. I think it's for that reason that you stated. Many of us have prayed 
for this moment. It just appeared in a box that we weren't expecting. Many right. of us wish that we can be at home with our kids. Many of us wish that we didn't have to go to the office every day. Many of us wish that we could, you know, slow down so that we can start a business or start to write a book or, you know, we can have long talks with our parents or our kids. You know, many of us prayed for those things, but we were always so busy because we thought, you know, our job was important. We thought, you know, going to the office was yep. important. We thought, you know, whatever yep. our future plans were, we, we, we put our value in those things and it's been, it's been stripped away from us and we're being forced to do the things that I think many of us really desire to do anyway. Right. Rest. And a lot yeah. of, a lot of us hadn't rested. And mm-hmm. I know I thought I was getting rest, but then I wasn't once I woke up and I was like, man, I really needed that, I, you know, just, and I just had a break. Teachers, well, we were out of school or, um, a couple of weeks before we um had, well, before this pandemic hit where we weren't going back to school, but I was still tired. So a mm-hmm. lot of people, I realized just how tired they were and that, that their body needed rest, you know? So yes. I think there's been some new self-discoveries, um, individuals have discovered some new things or just revisited things that were left undone right. um, during this time, you know, mm-hmm. and I think they're paying more attention to them as an individual, as a whole, because without our mental, who are we? Mm-hmm. We need your mental to function. So take care of it. <laughs> right. And discovering gifts that you that you either didn't realize that you had or gifts that you've used in the past and you had put on the back burner. We're being forced, many of us, to utilize some of those gifts. So mm-hmm. I think there mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of positivity that's gonna come out of this and I think that drives us to the main the main way or I would say the the ideal way to make sure that you move forward and thrive as we go forward. And that is to find the purpose in, in this experience for you. Of course, it's mm-hmm. different for each and every one of us. Our experiences are different, you know, and what, right. what we each need to do is discover what the purpose was for you. Maybe it was as simple as you needed to rest. God gave you the opportunity to rest. Maybe right. it's just that simple for you, or it may be something a little more complex. God wanted you to start a business or, you know, right. your purpose is to write a book. Your purpose is to start a, a podcast. You know, maybe your purpose mm-hmm. is to start, you know, um, recording videos. So right. uh, and uh, what's happened, a lot of us are forced to stay at home. So I've seen an, a, definitely an influx in videos. So for many people, mm-hmm. that's it. And you and you never know what will come from this experience. You may not see the outcome a year or two from now. Some of the seeds that we're planting now may not grow until 10 years from now. But you can trust mm-hmm. that there is purpose in what's happening. So for each and every one cool. of us, that w- that's what we need to, to identify the purpose. Discover what God's purpose is for this time for you for this downtime, for this time of isolation, for this time of social distancing, make sure that you identify the purpose. That way you can thrive going forward. Great wisdom. Kiara. You know what? That was the perfect segue. You know what, girl, but that's the perfect segue for Friday's segment. 
Friday we'll be live on Instagram with Dr. G, where we're going to get mm-hmm. into the plan, the pandemic. So the plan for whatever your personal plan is after this. And I thought it was important for us before we get to the plan, we need to make sure we mm-hmm. acknowledge our current circumstances and be honest mm-hmm. with ourselves about how we feel about it and what we're truly experiencing. Because of course, to the world, we may want to present our best face. Oh, I'm handling it right. Great. No, some of us aren't. I'm a little ticked off. My right. kids, you know, a lot of us joke about our kids getting on our nerves, but some people, they, their kids are truly getting on their nerves. You know, they're right. close to catching a case. So we can't dismiss what? those right. truth, those, those, those experiences that other people are having. So it's hard for them to plan because I'm in crisis. So we want to give True people enough. space to honor their crisis moments. And call it for what it is so that they can identify now the purpose of this moment and now they can plan for the future. So make sure you join us on Friday. Is it Friday? Yes, Friday Friday at 7 p.m. We'll be live on Instagram with Dr. G where we're going to discuss the pandemic. And I'm sure there'll be tons of notes for you to take. Um, So, yeah, make sure you join us. That was a little plug. Uh, make sure you also follow us on social media. Please join our Facebook group, uh, Facebook group, Good Grief Girl, and subscribe to our Good Grief Girl YouTube channel on Instagram. And on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. So we're Good Grief underscore Girl on Instagram. So make sure you join us Friday at 7 p.m. for our IG Live with Dr. G. And, of course, come right back here next Monday at 6 p.m. We'll be live on Blog Talk Radio. You've been tuned in to the Good Grief Girl Show. Thank you for listening. I am Sierra Sinead, and that's Dr. Sinead. See you next Monday. Let it go.